Welcome to Mind Over Matter with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. I share stories of insight, personal experience, ways in which I and others have overcome obstacles, and the importance of perseverance. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am thrilled to have you here on my podcast, tuning in weekly as I share two episodes with you. My goal through this podcast is to inspire and empower as well as motivate you to move forward in life. I also provide one-on-one coaching, so if that's something you're interested in, listen all the way to the end for ways to connect with me. Welcome to episode number 165. This week's guest shares with me the power of listening to your intuition and how to create a freedom lifestyle. Welcome to this week's podcast interview. I've brought on Scott Schaff. Scott, welcome. Well, thank you very much. I'm a pleasure to be here. Thank you for joining me. Can you give listeners a little background? Where do you live and what do you do? Uh, so I live in South Denver, Colorado, and I own a marketing company, digital marketing company, along with a couple other really badass businesses that uh, I'm blowing up with a couple friends. And obviously very humble. Nope. Hey, you know what? Only the best. (laughs) What I love about your background and the reason I brought you on is um, if you wouldn't mind going into a little bit more of your history, but the military experience you had and then kind of taking your own leap of faith through trusting your gut. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess it goes back to when I was 17 years old, I enlisted in the Air Force. Uh, This was 2001. Um, and I went to boot camp in August of August 29th of 2001. So needless to say, two weeks into boot camp, uh, things got a little bit crazy uh, with 9-11 and all that. And uh, so then I spent the next six years active duty. And when in 2007, when I got out, I ended up becoming a government contractor. So kind of doing the same thing, but um, basically getting paid a little bit more. And, um, and actually it was pretty... The, the, the jobs I had were even better. They're, they're by far more exciting. Um, even though I did spend a month in Afghan or in um, Antarctica during my, my uh, time in, which was really awesome. It's very few people have actually had that opportunity to live there for a month. Yeah. Wait, uh, time out. Ti- uh, you didn't know that, did you? Sorry. To, no, sorry <laughs> to interrupt. Antarctica is on my to do. And I think it's kind of crazy to some people because there's like nothing there. So what is Antarctica like? Antarctica is actually really cool. No pun intended, really. It's, it's awesome. Um, so <laughs> I spent a month there during December, which is the dead of summer there. Even though it was the dead of summer, it was still kind of very between negative 30 and positive 30 degrees at McMurdo Air Station, which is on the coast, uh, close to New Zealand. So we flew through New Zealand to get there. And then um, in that month that I lived there, I did get to spend one day at the South Pole Station, which is a four and a half hour flight one way just to get there. And one of the nicest days of the year, it was minus 50, but it was so cool. It was so neat to be able to like, basically, I, you know, I have pictures hugging the actual pole and running around it, you know, running around the world kind of thing, um, being all time zones at once. It's just, you know, a lot of neat stuff like that. See, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Back to regular programming. So, <laughs> so actually that kind of fits into some of my goals that I'll, I'll get into is um, one of my yeah, you know, I've had two big goals in life. One was to set foot on every continent by the time I was 30. And I did that. Um, I obviously, Antarctica sealed the deal, all seven continents. And then my next goal is to be able to retire by the time I'm 40. Um, I'm 36 right now, just turned 36. And I am on my way to that 
Uh, not there yet, but I think by the time I reach 40, I'll be able to if I want to kind of thing. So anyways, getting back to uh, the military service. So I, I went back into contracting and I ended up spending about eight months a year in Afghanistan with the project that I was on. It was a pretty highly classified um, intelligence surveillance reconnaissance operation that I was a part of. And in that time, I met a beautiful young lady who eventually became my wife. And I told her I wouldn't marry her until she dealt with at least three deployments. And she did great. So we, we got married. Um, and it wasn't until June of 2013 that we found out she uh, was diagnosed with cancer. And two weeks later, we uh, flew out to Asheville, North Carolina, where my parents live, uh, to kind of say hi to them and hang out for a little bit before I flew on to Afghanistan for eight months. And then she was going to go back to Denver. Well, the last night we were there, uh, something didn't seem right. She didn't want chocolate for once, which is weird. <laughs> I said, you're pregnant. She says, no, I'm not. Well, we did a test, and sure enough, she was. So found out she had cancer. Two weeks later, found out she was pregnant with her firstborn, and we were not trying. And 12 hours later, I left for eight months uh, to Afghanistan. Uh, so, yeah, I missed the entire pregnancy, uh, just about. I, I made it back just in time. But at that time, that, that summer of 2013, I'm in Afghanistan working, running this crazy operation. I was working 14 to 17 hours a day, seven days a week. And I just knew I had to find a different career. It was a great career financially, but terrible career if I wanted to be a dad and then also take care of, you know, my sick wife. And so that's when I started uh, digging deep into what are my options? Well, one thing I always kind of played with as a hobby was um, building websites and digital marketing, SEO, search engine optimization. And I, you know, I had a, never had a big success with it while playing with it, but I had success in ranking stuff and making a few sales here and there. Um, and that's when I, I kind of decided, you know what, I think this might be an opportunity because it's something I could do from anywhere in the world. And I know people and I've met people who have been extremely successful. I'm talking buying a $500,000 Rolls Royce in cash successful. And so I thought, well, why can't I do it? I don't have any college degree or any of that formal education, but I have a killer education and just life with the military and everything else. Um, so I just uh, kind of did some research and I found one particular program because I knew I needed to hone my skills uh, to be better. If I was going to you know, take on clients, you know, doctors, lawyers, whatever, I need to make sure I'm, I know what I'm doing and I can uh, get them the results they're paying me for. So I, I found a program at the time it was $2,500 to join. And I just, something just felt right in my gut, just deep down listening to their webinar. It just felt real. And so I decided to take that plunge and spent the $2,500. You know, I asked my wife first and she says, I trust you. Just go with your gut. I said, okay. Well, I bought it, got access to it, looked at it for a couple hours and then, you know, ended up going to bed for the night. The next day I woke up and the, the most beautiful thing is I had zero buyer's remorse whatsoever. I thought for sure the next day I was going to wake up and be like, oh crap, what did I do? This is $2,500 just down the drain. But I didn't feel that way at all. I just felt like it was the way to go. And sure enough, it was. So with uh, the next, over the next six to seven months, I was, every spare minute I had, I was digging in deeper with this training and how to do digital marketing and so on and so forth. 
because uh, during that 14 to 17 hour you know days seven days a week we had a few hours a day where there was just kind of downtime he'd go to the gym take a nap watch a movie play a video game whatever you wanted <laughs> and of course i just dug in deep into this training and uh, in that time i built three websites and then ranked them they're not pretty websites by any means or at least they weren't i've had them redesigned since then by professional people but they were at least functional um, and then i was able to rank them to the top and they're very highly competitive websites uh two uh are lawyer websites law firm websites and one was a bail bonds website and i still to this day rank at the top for all three of those uh, but at that time when i ranked those i decided you know i basically it's kind of a rank and rent method at that point and so i was able to lease those sites out to lawyers and a bail bonds individual and uh, by the time I came back in March of 2014, uh, early March, like March 2nd, I think it was, um, I was, I think I was making like $7,500 a month just off those websites alone, which is residual income even. I, I probably put in two hours a year into those websites right now, and I still get that same return uh, every month, which is just awesome. But the most beautiful part is my son was born March 9th. Uh, so I was able to make it home for his birth and, uh, and then be there forever. Uh, so I've been there, you know, as a dad and, you know, and, and it was a really horrible birth actually. Um, it didn't go well. Uh, my wife ended up in, um, in a wheelchair for a couple months, just the way everything went. And then after she healed, she ended up having a surgery for her cancer. And luckily they were able to take it out and she's been fine ever since. Thank God. Um, but that was my, that was my motivation to just do it. Cause I thought if all these other people are doing it, why can't I do it? You know? Um, and even with my circumstances of very little time and all that, uh, you know, you can, you can just do it, whatever it is, uh, just kind of get out there and take, take that risk. Sometimes risk, no risk, no reward. You know, that's what they say. Um, and uh, since then everything's just kind of blown up. I've had a daughter since then. Um, you know, shoot, you can, you know, see, see the car seats back here. Um, just dropped them off at uh, daycare a little bit ago for this. And, uh, yeah, my life has just completely changed since then for the better. And now I can travel when I want, not forced to travel like I was before and financially I make more. So that's, you know, a bonus. And then <laughs> the amount of hours I work is kind of ridiculous. Um, I definitely work. I don't work uh, 17 hours a day anymore. That's for sure. Let's say uh, I probably honestly put in about 20 hours a week now um, into my businesses. And then the rest of them, I just enjoy being a dad and traveling and exploring and, and just living life. There's so many things I love about your story. Uh, and what, what I really want to touch on is the first question you asked was, why can't I? Right. And then I think what was powerful is you took a leap of faith. You, you followed that nudge of um, buying this uh, online program or whatever. And then you did full immersion because I think that's what I actually heard a statistic recently that only 9% of people, which this blows my mind, 9% of people who buy online courses or schooling, whatever finish. That means 91% of 91% 91% of people put in the investment and then they don't freaking finish. That blows my mind. But no, I, I totally agree. I actually spent $18,000 um, once when I was still in the military not making 
much money at all. I was barely getting by. I put it on the credit card for real estate training um, on, you know, buying and selling real estate and flipping houses and all that. And, and it's true. I, I went through a lot of it, but I didn't finish it. I just didn't have a passion for it. I yeah. think in the long run it paid off because I've bought and owned and sold five houses since then. Um, one in, or one investment property and the other ones I lived in and sold. And because of that training, I was able to make wiser decisions on purchasing and then selling for hire. So I guess I got my money back, but gosh, yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, I, I certainly didn't go through all the training that I should have. I, I can see that. And I'm a pretty motivated guy. Well, and I think what you shared was you had a strong why. So you wanted to be mm-hmm. home and present and, and the time and financial freedom. Um, I think that's huge. So now that in hindsight, you know what it's like to follow that nudge. What advice do you give for other people that, that have that nudge or feeling or intuitive thought they should be going after something, but something's holding them back? Take risk. Take that nudge. Go do something with it. Because if you don't, you're going to fail 100% of the time. But you take that risk, you might actually make it. You might actually get something out of it. And also there's just, uh, and I hate using the word passion because people say, you know, go after what you're passionate about. I say bullshit. I'm passionate about cooking. I love cooking. I'm really good at cooking, but I have no desire to own or run a restaurant. I know the work that's involved. I've worked in restaurants and the you know return on investment is very difficult to get and so on and so forth. Um, so I don't want to ruin that passion, but there's still an excitement and you got to look at what's the bigger picture. And my bigger picture is, now, now, do I absolutely love digital marketing with every bit of my soul? No. I mean, it's not bad. I enjoy it. I have fun. I get to meet some cool clients. I've got lawyers, doctors, roofers, electricians, you name it. Um, even some international clients that I get to know, which is really awesome. Uh, but it's something that affords me something bigger, which is time, which you can't buy, decent income, and uh, the flexibility to do what you want when you want. Yeah. Uh, for instance, right now I'm in the middle of moving and Hey, you know, this afternoon at two o'clock, I've got a buddy come over and help me move some furniture. And then we're probably going to go grab a beer and maybe go golfing tomorrow. You know, I can do that when people, you know, when that kind of stuff comes up, you know, I get a lot of that at the last second. Hey man, um, we got a, we need a fourth for golf today. All right, cool. Let's do it. You know, I can do that now. I couldn't do that then. You can't do that with, a normal job, a nine to five job. You just can't, you don't have any flexibility. Yeah. I think something else that you touched on that is an important message to share is, yeah, so many people say, find your passion, chase your passion, never work a day in your life. I agree. That is bullshit. And something that I've struggled with is I am so creative and definitely, I think I've had the entrepreneur in me since I was a little girl, I've always done little things, but there's a difference in creating what you're doing, like income, and then having those passion projects. So I realized you can still have the passion projects for you. It's cooking. And so maybe you do something with that. But for me, it's the love of the outdoors or photography. And those Mm -hmm. are simply passion projects that I'm not trying to capitalize on. No, absolutely. Like my biggest release, every time I came back from Afghanistan and it sounds bad, but it was a good reason. I, I was gone four months at a time, usually. And my wife, I basically kiss her, say, hi, I love you. Okay, see you in a week. I haven't seen her in four months. Like, she knew I needed it. What I would do is I'd grab my backpacking gear. I'd go out in the mountains. Thank God we live in Denver. And then I would do, like, a four- or five-day backpacking trip. You know, hike 12, 15 miles. 
set up a base camp and just spend a few days just in the wilderness by myself and my dog. I had friends that would say, Hey, come with me. Or, or can I come with you? No, this is my time. I need this to re, you know, just to de-stress and release. And I can do that with this job. I can do that whenever I want, which is beautiful. All I gotta do is make sure, you know, the kids are taken care of and, and all of that works out, you know, some logistics, but I can do that whenever I want. And then like cooking wise, I mean, hell, I have a, I have the world's most expensive steak in my fridge right now as we speak. It's an olive Wagyu from J- Kigoshima Farms in Japan. Again, I'm a big cook geek, but it's a $200 filet. One filet, eight ounces, 200 bucks. It's my passion, so I don't mind spending little stupid money on that. I mean, everybody else is like, you're an idiot. Uh, but you know, I just enjoy being able to cook that up properly and, and enjoy the experience where before I could never do that. I couldn't afford that. didn't have the time to cook that. And so, yeah, it's just be able, like, I love what you just said there, Heather, is it is bullshit. Just don't ruin your passion for the most part. In most cases, sometimes it works out, but in most cases don't ruin that passion because a lot of people get into, you know, baking or cooking or whatever it is their passion is as a business. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of tired of it. Well, and I, I found that out quickly with photography. I love photography just to literally, I, I prefer landscape photography, but to go out and have fun and no pressure. And when I started doing portrait, it took all the fun out of it. There was stress, pressure. I don't like meeting other people's. It sucked. So yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you got to find that, well, kind of cliche, but balance. And on that note, yeah. what is your thought about people that say, yeah, work-life balance? Uh, work-life balance is obviously important, uh, but it just depends on the individual too. I mean, there's moments in my life where work, 100% work was the balance. I was okay with that. I was single. I had no kids. I loved what I did. Why not? Bust your ass and just kill it. But then there's, you know, then you get families or relationships. And, and of course, even at that time, I spent probably five years of my life working 90% of the time. But I loved what I did. And occasionally I would go and adventure. I'd fly somewhere new or check out a new place. Um, And even on the business trips I was on, there were new places. I would have a blast while I was there. So work-life balance, I mean, the balance is different for everyone is what I say. Uh, Right now, my balance is mostly my kids, which is why I work so little. Like my business could be 10 times what it is right now if I focus on it alone. You know, I I could be flying around helicopters and driving Lamborghinis if I wanted to, but that's not, that's not my balance. My balance is my family. And I want to be there. You know, I have daddy days is what I call them for, for my kids. You know, I'll take my daughter or my son out for a whole day out of school and just have fun. Like that's the kind of stuff I enjoy right now. That's my balance. So I think everybody is different. It's individual. Yeah. Well then what is, what is one overall piece of piece of advice you would want listeners to take away? Uh, don't be scared. <laughs> Basically, as they say in the South, uh, just don't be scared. Just take, take that risk. Listen to your gut. Just do it. And you know what? If you fail, so what? Do it again. Not everything works out the first time. You know, I've had multiple failures. I, I just mentioned one bit, you know, $18,000 on real estate investment. You know, sometimes you fail, but it's all about just keeping, you know, what, what I tell people, at least in my industry who are trying to do digital marketing, because I, I coach people from all over the world is just do it. I'm not trying to be like Nike, but just do the damn thing. Just do something. Yeah. Don't, don't just read or listen to whatever training you're going through 
or class, because like you said, was it 91% of people don't even finish it. Don't just learn it. Do it as you're learning it. And you don't have to be perfect. That's the biggest thing. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just do something and then you'll end up getting those results. There's, I'm, I'm such a quote girl. I can like rattle them off. Like some people <laughs> rattle off movie quotes, but on that note, it's to truly feel the fear and do it anyway. And it's about progress, not perfection. What is the pursuit of happiness? Exactly what that is. Pursuit of happiness. There is no happiness end goal. There is no end game of happiness. It's the pursuit. So it's doing something. That's why, you know, people like Jeff Bezos, you know, are, are doing more and more and more. I mean, the dude is set for probably the next 20 generations are set for life financially if they wanted to be. But he's still doing because of the passion, the pursuit. It's not because, oh, I've I reached it. Now I'm just going to spend my days on a yacht, you know, drinking mimosas and eating steak. You know, that's just, that's not happiness. It's, it's, it's just going out there and just doing the damn thing. Is that your ultimate goal? no me it would be a fine scotch actually but yeah close (laughs) well i would love to wrap up this interview i have a couple rapid fire questions for you Mm -hmm. what is a quote or motto that you live by um well i mean i guess the one that i um there's there's two that i live by myself i don't know if there's any like buddy that's ever said it one is keep it moving period just keep it moving and I actually have a, a friend of mine who actually has that tattooed on his arm. I think it's just awesome. So whenever he gets down, he looks at his arm and says, keep it moving and just do the damn thing. Those are the, that'd be super simple, super basic, but it, it works. Yeah. Well, and that's, uh, Tony Robbins says complexity is the enemy of execution. Oh, absolutely. Totally agree. And that's kind of what I was touching on earlier. It doesn't have to be freaking perfect. Yeah. And I've had the pleasure of seeing him twice in person. That dude, wow. Hey, what well, you you definitely feel motivated. Yeah. But yeah, it's true. Don't don't make it too complex. Just do it. That's it. It's not that hard. It's not that difficult. You take one. I mean, hell, you know, uh, you know, of course, as you know, Heather, out here, you know, our big thing is 14ers, hiking 14,000 foot mountains. It's one step at a time. When you look from the base at the top, it's it's like mind-boggling. Oh no, I, I don't know if I can do that. Well, sure you can. One step at a time. Don't look at the big picture. Just take the one little step at a time and you're fine. You'll get there. Yes, that, that's a good one to live by as well. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Actually, uh, uh, one I'm currently reading is actually a religious book, um, but it's really good. It's called um, Good or God by John Bevere. And it's touches a lot. I mean, there's a lot of like faith stuff, but there's a lot of real life stuff too. And it really makes you question what is good because even a law, a governmental law says this is good. Doesn't necessarily mean it's good. Uh, and, and this book kind of explains that in biblical terms, uh, but also in real life terms, it's just easy to read. Some great examples. And it's just kind of making me refocus on what I thought was good. Wasn't good. Um, or wasn't great and I could do things better because of all this. That's a great one that I've really enjoyed recently. Um, and I'm about halfway through and it's just, it's actually mind blowing. There's a lot of science in it too, which is just some awesome mind blowing science. So, you know, anybody who's science minded, 
like, oh, science and religion. What? That doesn't make sense. Actually, it does. And this guy touches on it. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> so right, that's one that I'm in the middle of. I love learning and, and checking out new stuff. So good to know. Final question for you. What advice would you give your younger self? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, based, I, you know what? Honestly, the advice I would give is to read more and meditate more. That's something I didn't do a lot. I was never a video game guy. I'm one of the few guys my age that I just don't do video games. It's just not my thing. Nothing wrong with it if you do. It's just not my thing. Um, but I'm, you know, I love movies and I love, you know, hiking and exploring. But one thing I wish I would have incorporated more is just reading. Um, and I've met some amazing, successful people. And I'm talking about success, not just financially, but that whole life balance that you were talking about earlier. And every single one of them read daily. And it doesn't matter what it is. Sometimes it's from, you know, a science fiction to self-help to some religious stuff, scientific stuff. Just read. That's what I would probably do um, a lot more if I could just go back to my, my young self. And because that what, what that does is help gain wisdom. And I would have definitely made a lot less mistakes that I've made in my life so far. Yeah. Awesome. Scott, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your insight. My pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. To connect with me further, you can find me on Facebook, Heather Hakes. I am also on Instagram as Heather.Hakes. And I even have a YouTube channel. Guess what? Heather Hakes. I'll catch you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.